Welcome Wargamers, join your hosts, Falco and Monty, two Canadian wargaming enthusiasts, as we explore all aspects of tabletop wargaming. We roll dice, talk tactics, share hobby hacks, and explore new tabletop systems, all on the Trident Wargaming Podcast. everyone, and welcome back to Trident Wargaming. I'm your host, Andy, and here today, joined with Jason once more. How's it going, Jason? Hello! <laughs> uh, good one. We were uh, just off, off air there. We were kind of joking around with uh, volume and whatnot, and uh, Grand Theft Auto came up, so we're kind of a little goofy right now. But um, <laughs> back to the episode. Um yeah, today's going to be just one, kind of one of those episodes where we're talking about um, kind of going through the motions of, of maybe doing a, a campaign and prepping for uh, campaign mode for your, your local community, you know, or a group of buddies um, and even events. So, um, but first, uh, let's go to the front line in the hobby war. What's on your table, Jason? So many boxes of unpainted miniatures. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have I have had a dead desk loaded with uh loaded with gray plastic this this last little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. School's out, so I'm sure you're busy with that. Yeah. Right, the the rugrats and whatnot. And uh, summer is our, our summer or rain season so yeah. far. <laughs> um, so yeah, kind of, kind of a lot of little things going on. Busy, I'm assuming. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just busy, a bit of a hobby lull, but, uh, I think it's going to pick up here in the next week or so. Nice. Nice. Yeah. How about you, much? sir? not much different on my well actually a lot different on my end but uh <laughs> um a little bit of hobbying here and there for other systems um one of the other systems kind of just came out a couple of weeks ago horse heresy as you know um if you're listening to our podcast from previous episodes um so working on one of those projects another love of mine as well uh, still working on just whatever I have on the table for for bolt action, which is probably my Germans who have been sitting there for a while. Uh, they got to kind of get pushed aside, but got to make a big effort um, rest of this year to just get stuff done. So uh, with just yeah, again busy season, uh, summertime, you know, work, all that stuff, um, and then uh, we just came back from Victoria not too long ago out of another tournament so that was fun uh otherwise yeah just kind of plans within plans which uh we'll talk about as well in this episode about uh things i want to kind of do and explore and get done for bolt action um amongst the other uh you know bolt action kind of world war ii-esque games you know victory at sea blood red skies that kind of stuff right excellent so yeah that's kind of kind of where i'm at um no local no local tournaments of sorts um have i've heard of or even um seen or even come up with yet 
for uh, next couple months or so. Um, but our Stalingrad campaign uh, is closely coming to an end, I can see. Um, Wait a minute. You have no faith in my abilities, Andy. <laughs> so, so far of our last round, three of the four um, games have been complete. And um, the Germans have uh, pretty much won three of the four battles. Because this is the thing, too, in this, in this campaign, we just need to hold on to one territory and keep eking out those victory points mm -hmm. in order to win. The Germans have to snuff us out completely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if we can just, if I can just barely hold on, and by the way, I have no faith. We are, we are hooped. There's no way I'm winning this one. <laughs> but if, if we can hold on, we can fight back. We yeah. just have to keep, keep uh grinding Score, scoring and, points scoring and surviving those victory points yeah all we so need what do we, we need 70 or something yeah we need 70 and i think oof. we're at like 20 probably no we're more i'm pretty sure we're more than 20 we're um we're just not on the last leg of of the stretch of the columns right yeah or the rows i should say um the germans have already blown us out of the water with victory points so they've already unlocked their last vp tracker uh, bonus which is ties any ties for games is actually a victory for the german side so that helps them right um, oh no yeah and then uh for us we're kind of on the last stretch so probably i mean this round we didn't score too too bad um but you know, if Jason survives and we we go on, uh, the players need to try to really score max points to to really catch up. So probably looking at if we can make it two more rounds, right? Then then possibly we can pull a, a defensive victory on the uh, the Stalingrad campaign. So, um, but it should be should be an interesting uh, game and. Uh, see where where it happens and either way you know it'll be pretty cool to see this really was our first time with a campaign for uh for the group the local group um so it was pretty cool to see how it kind of turned out and uh you know what kind of interest there was for it so um excited to see what happens and results and um i have a, a couple little giveaways to to give out as well so for uh, our local community that is um yeah just uh, i've acquired some some little prizes uh through uh, the store and world war games so it'll be good it'll be good to uh, uh just have everybody kind of uh enjoy right so sweet so and uh and going forward with that um that brings us pretty much to our, our our main really main topic of the night is uh getting kind of ideas and getting um the motion of like prepping and whatnot for uh, another campaign that i've had in my head and me and jason have talked about this continuous times 
Um, but I really, really, really like to do a Normandy, you know, D-Day landing kind of uh, ongoing longer campaign with a, a, a bit of a map system, uh, which is great because the combined arms um, that just came out helped a lot with that. And uh, I'm sure me and Jason are going to um, try a little, you know, a little map kind of thing, battle with it to see how it, it kind of plays out, test the waters out first. Multiple different games, you know. Um, I know Jason's gotten into Blood Red Skies a fair bit there with his son, so, um, it, you know, be nice to see how it, it, it affects and how it is in the game and how things actually work out compared to just on paper, right? So... Yeah, totally. But, um, yeah, going like going forward with that, uh, I'm pretty much going to call it uh, Project Normandy. So my whole thing, you know, instead of just kicking it off and letting it go and, and just using stuff that we kind of have at the moment, the way I'm looking at it is essentially the way I want to kick it off is I want to do like the actual d-day landing right you know have have some of the beaches and and whatnot um that the forces have landed on and open it up kick it off as as an event right be it at the store yeah. or or be it at a hall or one of our trident events that we plan to do this year and um just get that kind of stuff ready so in saying that there's going to be a lot of um, terrain that needs to be built, right? Custom, custom terrain that you're not going to have at your everyday store. So, um, so the one thing is, is the, you know, the beachheads, you know, the landings. Um, I've seen a lot of pictures online been kind of, you know, checking out what was there. I have a whole bunch of 3d printed, um, STL files for bunkers and, I know you can also make some stuff, right? But uh, just planning it out, getting um, a game plan going so that I can actually commit and start building and have a process, you know? Because um, mm -hmm. I know you, Jason, I know you ended up working pretty hardcore on, on tables uh, for our a bit of our Stalingrad um, battles that we've been doing. Yeah. You know? And like, you know, going through that, like yourself, you just kind of picked up and went for it and did it, right? Yeah, just like, uh, you know, 20 days or something, something like that. It's a little bit every day, a couple yeah. days with a couple hours, you know, and then a little bit here and there. A lot of it's waiting for shit to dry, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming so. there's going to be a lot of that. Um, it's that, like space is the biggest and having your crap everywhere is the biggest pain in the butt, honestly. Right. Yeah. The work isn't so bad. It's walking around all the buckets of crap you have, you hmm. know, for, for a couple of weeks living with it. Yeah. See, and that's, that's the thing with this, um, with this, this campaign, this idea is like, We've busted out the the hexed map that uh, 
Leanne has gotten for me from through Red Claw. There, it's a, yep. it's from another game. Um, I don't have it beside me, but um, it's from another game, and it really works perfectly with um, combined arms the way they have their hex system set up, right? So that works quite well, and going through the the map itself and and whatnot and you know you have your different kind of terrain and and where your battles are going to be and stuff like that but having your armies on those hexes and moving them around and then actually engaging each other it'd be nice to have those that specific terrain for those battles so you know bakaj country right like we've talked about this before where it's like yeah i did a prototype of of a piece of bacage. Uh, what I really need to do is like try to do one every couple days. Just yeah, just do one. Get it, you know, get it to a state. Okay, get these all to the paint state or whatever, that kind of thing. Um, so we can have that terrain because I want to have those battles, right? I want yeah. I want the tables to look really really good, and and then when it's you know, all said and done, next thing you know, okay, well, we have another table that we can use. You know, we have a little village with the cottage, you know, um, stuff like I think that's the best way to attack it, too, is to, okay, we want a bocage scene. What do we need to make a six-foot-by-four-foot bocage scene? Yeah. Or table, right? And then plan that and execute that before we start, you know, well, we need bunkers. We need, you know, don't, don't get distracted. We need to, you know, like, that's my biggest problem is I'm like, you know, <laughs> squirrel. I hear you. I hear you. You know, and, and so we I... got a six by four. Imagine what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Build it. And don't worry about it. Don't do the city. Don't do the, the beach. Don't do the, you know, Pegasus Bridge. We don't not yet. Yeah. The Bocage. And then and then the beach. And then the airfield or whatever. Yeah, see, and that's that's where, that's where I get caught in that trap. Yeah, that's right? my nemesis as well. Because like like the so the other day I had printed out three printed out um, a couple of my files and so I was I started printing out this crater. So I ended up printing out a second crater, right? The next day kind of thing. And then I start looking through my files and I have an enormous amount of 3D files for World War II. And it's like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm going to print this bunker. So I start printing the, the base of the bunker. And then I started printing the top of the bunker. And they came out really, really nice and uh, really flush as well compared to my first one I printed. But then I start going and I look at, you know, uh, Normandy houses and stuff like that. So I'm like uh, all over the place in mm-hmm. a sense, right? And I'm just like, okay, stop. So it's definitely, uh, and I know Dusty has said this before, um, when it comes to uh, doing terrain for uh, events or tournaments or something, is, is get yourself an idea. Get yourself a, a game planned for a table right and just like you just said now right so that's that's the step i gotta i gotta take 
right? And initially, again, like I said, um, initially the whole idea of this would be to roll it out as a large community event of the landings, right? DD have that happen. And then you would have, um, another battle where it's the airborne that's dropping. Right. And, and these airborne battles would actually be, um, probably prior to the landings. Um, and then you could actually intermix results of what happens. So if the allies win, there'd be some kind of bonus that happens during the landings. Right. And if the Germans win, it'd be the other way around kind of thing. Um, but regardless the D-Day landings, regardless who won on that side, the allies would push in just so that you can kick off your campaign. Right. Yeah. I mean, so. you just imagine you lose, you're, you're doing that event and the allies lose terribly. They just get their teeth kicked in, but you didn't play the second and third waves. You just did the first wave, baby. The first wave failed. The second and third wave that you didn't play went off without a hitch. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you can spin it so many different ways. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which is great because it makes for stuff like this will make for great moments for your community. It'll keep them interested and it'll keep yourself, you know, interested or from getting burnt out kind of thing. Right. Um, but it's, it, it's always been that dream for me to do this kind of stuff for a community and, and have people just enjoy it and relive, not relive, but replay, um, just the, the scenarios like, you know, you, you can see online, uh, the terrain tutor, he's made this glorified, really nice, beautiful looking table for D-Day landings. And it's just like. I want to replicate that and actually have it into effect in a game. So in saying that you got to do a little bit of work, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've obviously got to build the table, but you've got to build it in a way that it's actually going to be functional. Right. Cause like it might look pretty, it might look great. It might look awesome, real super detail, but it's, difficult to play with difficult to play on you know storage well there's that too are you going to build this uh amazing table that either it just lives on your gaming table you you don't get to change it but it's safe yeah or you try to store it it gets chipped and broken and cracked and spider webs up (laughs) up in it and you yeah, know, all the all the uh, you know water effects start to yellow and yeah, all that kind of. Uh, so you you really do have to consider how how you're going to store it. How heavy is it? Yeah, exactly. You know, and things, the, the nice like the nice thing is uh, definitely with those ideas in mind. The nice thing is like. I've been already kind of collecting material for it. Um, you know, a lot of the, the insulation kind of like pink and, and blue foam that I've gotten from work, luckily enough to get stuff like that. Um, you know, just stuff that's being discarded. It's like, oh, I can use that for something, you know, 
bought myself the, the the hot wire foam cutter, like a bandsaw kind of thing that you can use. Uh, but just collecting materials, collecting stuff that you can use for bacage, these stuff that you can use for buildings or, you know, uh, craters, stuff like that, redoing the research. So um, I think with that, that not only goes for doing up, you know, campaigns, but definitely going tournament wise right like your yourself and dusty you've kind of done you know one or two tournaments and having you know 12 different tables is is no small feat especially for yeah. bolt action right you know there's there's always the option of the mdf um buildings yeah. and terrain which are great they're awesome sometimes fragile but uh you know and of course it's going to cost you so yeah it, it's a lot of game planning it's a lot of um okay well, when am i going to get the stuff how am i going to get it uh built painted all that and i, and I know that's happening right now because um, I know Bill is is planning to do an, a large event for 40k, and that's what's happening. Like we're getting all his terrain built, which he has, like, he's got a boatload. Um, but now it's like, okay, got a couple guys who helped assemble. Now it's paint time, so it's like let's get stuff done. It's no different with bolt action, right? And like I yeah. still have, I still have MDF stuff to build, as you know, Jason. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I'm in that boat too, man. So I I still have uh uh probably about a third of uh all those uh Stalingrad apartments left to build. Oh wow. Oh, that's that's a fair bit still. But they look great. Like Yeah, they they worked out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I did, but, uh, and you know, what's funny is looking at some of those buildings and I say to myself, you know what? I can build that from scratch. I can try building that from scratch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it looks, it looks great. And I've seen guys make stuff like that and it makes, they make it look great, but you know, how much time is going to be put into that? How much time do you have to put into it? Yeah, if you're if you're making it from scratch as compared to these MDF kits, it's probably a five times multiplier on time, at least. Mm -hmm. Like, at least, and with the MDF stuff, pretty low likelihood that I screw it up so bad that I can't use it. Mm. Whereas there's a fifty fifty chance when I'm making it from scratch that I bung it up so bad i can't use it you know i have a five percent with the mdf i break something or i have a i have a 25 to 50 percent chance you know that i just screw it up or i waste a lot of time or <laughs> you know no for you know, sure somebody's already tested these mdf kits are usually you know they've already tested them they've they put them together lots of other people have given feedback yeah by the time you get it in your hands somebody's built it a hundred times yeah, that's true. Uh, so, so there is a reliability there, especially if you have a time crunch. 
But then again, you know, for five dollars, I could probably build, you know, a fifty-dollar building. You know, a fifty-dollar MDF building, I could build for five dollars. Yeah, but I'd need five sure. times the time to build it. You know. Yep. Oh, so certainly things to consider. <clears throat> totally, totally agree with you on that, hundred percent. But you know, that's that's the building phase kind of thing of 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 the idea of project yeah. Normandy. So again, I, I got stuff written down and stuff kind of drawn out and, you know, a couple of things I've printed off and posted on my board kind of thing of, of for ideas, which is, is great prep for, you know, keeping that kind of fresh in your mind of, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Right. Um, mm -hmm. the, the second part of it is the, is going to be the organization of the actual campaign itself so in saying that there's you know uh combined arms looks like it's going to be a great system um, but we definitely need to do a small little playthrough or mock battles kind of thing um to see the effects or to see you know if there's going to be any little problems that come up into a larger campaign with multiple people right like you know, are you, you're using all the systems or you're not all using the systems or using partial systems, you know, come ground combat, are you going to be able to, um, have those tank war battles or, you know, are, are you going to allow guys to use that full mechanized army against a regular bolt action army, you know? That's kind of, oof, I don't know about that, you know. Are you going to yeah. make, like, you, you got to think about missions as well. Like, they suggest that you do all the generic missions, right? Use the generic missions for your battles, which is, is great if you want to go that route. But I'm sure you've played those generic missions inside and out. Yeah. Right? Um, or do you take a bit more time and design your own missions for certain sections of, of the map, right? Yeah. Well, here's yeah. what I think, Andy. Mm -hmm. I think that for Normandy, we're lucky enough to have five supplements. Yes. Right? Is there five? There's at least four. There's three new ones. Yeah, I, I can't remember. The Plus, there's one amount. or two older ones. Right? So anyway, there's probably a hundred scenarios. Yeah, that's true. That's very and really, true. if you break the scenarios down, they're all pretty much variants of those twelve uh, basic scenarios. Mm -hmm. They just have something to differentiate a little bit, or to make it, you know. Uh, fit the theme or the idea or the battle that they're trying to replicate. But right. really, if you look at just the basic requirements of what's in that scenario, it's some offshoot of one of those 12. So really it shouldn't be too much to go through and take those scenarios and those ideas and the stories and set them to roughly uh, be a little more generic so that, you know, they're not 
specifically tied to the armies listed in the original, you know? And and I think we can do that, especially with this, where we have so many to choose from. Uh, so I think we could go through and make a list. Uh, you know, So you're playing in uh, Forest. Great. Roll on this chart, the Forest oh, chart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just as an example, I don't know if there's a Forest chart, but you know, make up uh, so uh, six scenarios or or three scenarios, you know, whatever. That's the battle you're playing. Boom. Oh, you're on the. You're in a uh, small to medium sized town. Boom. Here's your. Here's your scenario. You're at a crossroads. Boom. Scenario, or a, a list. You know. No, for sure, and that's, and that's that's a good way of planning it. That's a good way of, um, you know, throwing it out there and, and just prep. That's the prep, right? That's that, where you yeah. got to take some time for prep. And just by doing this campaign that we're doing right now, which isn't, it's not the same idea. Like, it's not the same kind of system as, as what I kind of want to do. Um, but it does give me the insight of, okay, you know what? I'm looking at time frame i'm looking at okay how much time do players got to play i'm looking at okay the missions do we got to tweak the missions do we got to tweak the points um you know and that was kind of the whole reason behind our tweaking of the points is like okay we want these games to actually finish right you know and 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 the, and the thing funny thing is is you know um as cool it is it is guys are coming out on the wednesday nights and playing within their you know the time that we got to play there guys can play at any time right it yeah. doesn't you don't have to always be you know so i mean if you want to play the full battle with the, the scenario with the full amount of points and it's going to take you six hours then all the power to you but uh maybe. Like, you know it, maybe it, that's a, oh sorry sorry go no, ahead no. maybe that's a thing we do is that we have each scenario we have uh this is what the real you know, full daddy scenario is, this is what the baby scenario is. You know, this is the, yeah. you know, and just have it pre, premeditated, pre uh, planned out for people. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I can only play at the store. That's great. Fine. You know, we know you have a three hour window uh, to play your game in. So yeah. here, the games are this many points. Yeah, and there's that's the other thing too with um, the one thing that we lear learned about this too is because we wanted everybody to be involved um, in our current you know current uh, campaign is uh, we've allowed you know um, anybody who's playing on the Axis side who doesn't have Germans uh, to to play. And then same thing with on the Soviet side. If you don't have Soviet side, Soviets, but you have allies, you can use those allies. So you kind of been put to, okay, you can use a reinforced platoon or you can actually go and use the theater selectors that they're saying to use in the campaign books. And uh, it makes a big difference. Like it really does make a big difference, especially when it comes to the missions because there's unique missions and unique things that happen or are requested or, you know, 
special units that you can use in these missions. Um, so the tweaking of, of that, you know, comes down to your, your game master, which, you know, myself, Jason, right? Um, but come this other campaign, I would really, really strive to have people actually play as those nations, right? This way you could stick to those missions in a sense and not have to do too much tweaking to them except for maybe point levels. Yeah. Right? Because, like, there's an, I'm pretty sure there's enough. I mean, guys who are playing Germans, they usually have a, a fairly large selection of miniatures. And then, um, you know, the ally side, well, there's, there's a whole bunch of different armies that people can use. So, and, um, that would be my hope is, is we'd be able to do that. Um, we might not be able to, and we'll, we'll figure that out as, uh, time comes, but there's that there's, you know, do you put any kind of limitations? Right. Is there limitations that you want? I don't like putting limitations on any kind of game. All I know is that no white scars bikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Different limitations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm coming, coming in with a 30 K 40 K force against my bolt action. What? Um, yeah, that's a good one. Caught me off guard on that. Um, luckily enough, I play that army. So, um, but yeah, like I, I've seen it in the past and I've actually seen it. I've seen it in, um, a, for the last couple of years now, there's been some in like some large out of, um, out of country events and there's limitations. And I, I really don't like that because essentially this, you know, doing the kind of campaign idea like this, like there'll be, there will be a cost for players, of course. And that's due to, um, what well, one, the work of doing and organizing everything, but two, and the more important part of it is to create a, um, to help out with the, the prize pool, right? And, uh, it wouldn't be a first place podium kind of finish thing. It'd be more of a event kind of thing, you know, walk away with some swag, um, and then have some prizes and stuff from either prize pool or, and, and, or stuff that I can get. Right. So I always like to have a big, you know, uh, door prize just so that everybody has a chance at getting it. Um, and usually that's something that I will, you know, donate to the, to the cause kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the prep, like the pr army prep, um, decide how many players you want, how many you're going to be able to manage, you know, um, we've, we have eight, what was it? Eight players in this campaign, mm -hmm. which was, it's pretty decent to manage. I mean, I've managed more than that. You know, I think I've had 14 or something like that before in another campaign that I did online. Um, so it's not bad managing it and trying to just kind of keep everybody on par and, and on the same page. Um, mm -hmm. But communication is huge, right? Um, you, having last minute stuff happen really sucks. I know that. We've had some experiences with that, but it does happen. 
but uh, being prepped for, and this works for any system, any game, any system. If you're planning a campaign or you're planning an event, communication is the key. Keep the hype going, you know, um, get stuff prepped, try to be ready. And especially when it comes to forces, especially when it comes to, you know, to armies and uh, the missions, especially and any conditions and stuff like that. Because, I mean, you, you know, you look at it and it's like you have this idea as an example. Um, the the airborne drop that I, I've mentioned before. <laughs> the idea is the airborne drop happens, you know, and the mission is for the airborne. Let's say the American airborne, for example, the mission is to take out these large guns against the German forces. So... Again, that's a specific mission that they actually might have a mission for in the campaign books. I so think you, they do. Right? So you're looking that up. And if that fits the theme, then half of your work is done. Yeah. Right? If they don't, you got to come up with kind of a balanced mission for that. So there's a little bit of play testing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so we have experience doing that. Like, you know, I, I've done it a bit with some of the other systems. So that kind of prep and, and having it where it works really, really good. You know, people enjoy playing it. There's a theme to it. And that's what most of these battles will be. That's what most of these, that's what all these events would be is theme. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that's a very important part of the gaming scene, especially for, uh, campaigns and on top of all that you know having having painted minis would be great i know it's it's i know it's possible um and it makes the games a lot better yeah you know <laughs> um it's just commitment it's it's that commitment to to the game and to playing and, and how much you want to put into it and then uh, of course tons and tons and tons of pictures to promote on your pages to promote in the community to show that you know what these guys have actually cared and actually have put some effort and have done something great because yeah and it you know at the end of the day really we all want our hobby to grow yes just selfishly we want to play against more people Yes. Right? We want to find new buddies and pals to play against. Mm -hmm. uh, and all of that, what you were just talking about, helps accomplish that, right? It's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, if you show up at a party and there's only three people at that party, you're not going to stay that long. True. You know? But if you, if you go to a party and there's, you know, a whole bunch of you know, people and they're all having fun. You might, you might stick it out. And even better, if you've seen pictures of the party going on, on your, uh, whatever, you know, whatever the kids are using on their, you know, uh, face to gram <laughs> or, or, uh, Tic Tacs or whatever they got. Uh, <laughs> that sounds super old. <laughs> oh yeah. I know. Jeez. Uh, you know, if people see that going on, they, they might want to try it. You might get, uh, you know, 
more people to play in in your community to have better events, bigger events, more people to play against, you know, pals to hang out with, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I really think that all of this uh, campaign and basically the whole subject really should just be how to get more, you know, folks play a game with you <laughs> how to make friends in 10 easy steps <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one yeah i know it's uh there's a lot to consider right a lot a lot to um to ideas to come up with a lot of stuff to think about especially you know especially if you do have some new players who have interest as well because you don't want you don't want players to come out and get blown off the table and then just, uh, you know, get that bad, the bad feels kind of thing uh, going, right? You don't want that for sure. And uh, uh, believe me, if you guys come and play me or Jason, you won't get that. Uh, you'll, <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll kick our asses. Um, yeah. But, you know. They have a solid 50-50 record. Exactly. I'm, I'm happy with yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. And then... Uh, just overall with with the ideas and the feedback and that's another big thing is feedback from players as well pictures promoting stuff um getting stuff painted you know uh you, you can have community projects where you know you can do a slow grow and still do a campaign right yeah you can have small battles to help guys actually build up their forces learn the game and um, why, even paint stuff up, have painting nights, right? Why not an escalation for for the campaign? Yeah, or even exactly. those big events, you know, uh, to kick it off. If you're doing a mega battle style battle to kick off the event, you don't want people to bring a whole army anyway. You want yeah. guys to bring, you know, two squads and an officer or a tank and uh, whatever, right? So, uh, yeah, so that's a great way to almost anybody can get a squad of guys done, yeah, or a tank or two done, you know, that's not a huge commitment. And that's something that it's important to think about too is like your and my commitment might be different than theirs, true, you know, like our campaign, uh, that we're going through. I love the asymmetrical battles. I love that some of them aren't equal exactly. Yeah. Right? But in a more general setting, that doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So A, some people don't I mean, they want to play checkers. And that's that's cool. And also new guys, like you said, you don't want you don't want to blow them out of the water and, Well exactly, right? Like, you know, and, uh, and yeah, I understand that guys don't want to paint basically half of a new army just to use for one scenario because they're not dumb like us. <laughs> That's cool. I get it. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. There's, there's a lot to take in, um, you know, with, with all that, but, uh, but even planning, you know, maybe planning the first, um, really the first section of it is, you know, where to start and like having those ideas of, of the missions and not only that, 
but any of the effects of the of the battles that will affect other battles to to integrate the success and failures of of the forces you know in in these battles that will affect other matches yeah in, in a sense you would you would do stuff like that where it wouldn't be something that would uh you know be really critical and and completely turn the tide of the battle for one player it would just be yep. something that would overall kind of happen and impact the game but not in a sense where it's just going to be you know oh this is bullshit because it just he won because of it you know um but essentially yeah. that's essentially that's not what it should be about anyways it's just uh, yes you know what you are going to play to to win the game and whatnot which i applaud and i enjoy that a little bit of competition um, but at the same time you know you're not com coming out to to be a dink and uh <laughs> yeah you know um to to just make sure you come out and, and play and and give it give it a good go and have fun and and you want those close battles with your you know your battle buddies and stuff and and uh community members have those close battles learn stuff in your games and get better experience and, and whatnot right and new ideas and yeah. and that's what a lot of this is about is just new ideas as well right so Here's a big thing, too. The only bad campaign that you'll do is the one that you never get off the paper. True. Right? So I think the biggest thing but from prep is to actually plan on following through. And don't be afraid that, you know, maybe it's not perfect because it won't be. And you can plan for 20 years and, and you'll never have the perfect campaign. And something will come up. Yep. But any campaign is better than no campaign. Yeah. Or any event is better than no event, even if it's not perfect. Just friggin' do it. Come up with a plan, right? Do your terrain, do your models, and execute the plan. Yeah. Get it. Get her done. Because there's nothing sadder than looking at your your uh, book of ideas and noticing that you never fulfilled any of them and then that's just it like um and that was that was one of the things that was in my head and, and thinking about doing this episode with you about it is the fact like i'm calling it you know project normandy and i want to get started and get going on terrain for it and actually like take pictures of progress and put it on our facebook and put it on the Instagram and, 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 you know, maybe do a little write up on it, like a little blog to kind of show people where, where I'm at, at, you know, what stages I'm at, um, and that kind of stuff. So this kind of, this is kind of a challenge, almost like a challenge episode, right? So, um, it'll get me, get the fire started and get, you know, kick my ass for, for, <laughs> for doing it, you know, um, because I found I found that when it comes to really giving it and getting stuff done, there's kind of a deadline. Yeah. There's, right. There's usually a deadline. Like um, challenges, group challenges, and local community challenges that myself and Bill have done um, in the previous year. 
like we got a lot of stuff painted from a lot of different systems and you know, they're, they weren't all just huge armies, but it was a lot of different systems and it's because we had a challenge. We had a deadline. We also had a lot of time because of, you know, COVID and stuff, but even now, like, you know, yes, I've, I've been painting stuff, but I haven't really completed stuff, uh, except for the beginning of the year with my white scars for the, for the other army or the other game. So in saying that, it's kind of like, okay, well, I need to step on my game and I need to make a challenge and, you know, get st stuff rolling and get stuff done. Right. I have the materials, I have the ideas, I have the backup, I have the support, you know, um, let's get her done. Right. I want to see, yeah. I want to see my idea is to be the bolt action crew, Western Canada. Right. I want to have pictures of, of, uh, events that we do here and maybe have people interested in doing it, you know, interested in coming, you know, having tournaments, having events where people from out of town are coming in. That's, that's one of my, and I, I've talked to Bill with this a lot. And that is one of our big things is when we start doing like Trident events is, uh, we want to make it the best that we can make it for the communities and the players. And there's, and a lot of people know us in the communities and, and they know that we're determined to do it. So, you know, cause really, um, there's not really any other bolt action really going, I don't think, you know, um, so have an opportunity here to, to really be a powerhouse for, for doing that and, and being, um, you know, the guys that play that game, they, they've got great setups, right? So it'd be really, uh, at least that's, you know, that's my idea. That's, that's my goal. Sweet. Yeah. So, and it's nice because, um, I know it's not just me because there is a lot of support behind, um, you know, from the community and also from, uh, my friends and partners kind of thing, you know, um, like I know Jason, you're always behind supporting events and, uh, Bill's behind it as well. And mm -hmm. it's nice cause, and you know, Dusty as well, cause there's, it's nice cause there's different ways of looking at the ideas of doing, doing events. And there's always feedback and there's always chatter between us that makes it for a very healthy and, uh, great community to, to work with. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's what I, uh, one thing too, uh, for maybe people that aren't, you know, part of the local area is that if, if it's too much for you to do by yourself to plan or to do terrain for six tables or whatever, uh, have somebody sponsor a table, AKA, Hey, I, I, I need six tables. I can do two myself. We can do a really cool tournament, but if I can get, you know, uh, four other guys to do a table each, you know, yeah, a lot of people 
or would love the chance to show up and have some prize or or something for fun. Have the people vote on the best table or or whatever. But there's a there's there's other ways. You don't always have to do it yourself. There is a community probably where you are. Uh, you know, even if it's just your battle buddy and yeah, hundred uh, percent. But yeah, hundred percent. And you never know. Maybe uh, one of these times might be able to partake or even just go check out um, some events, you know, across the country or, you know, out of the country, mainly in the States. Um, it'd be nice to see some of that stuff as well. Um, I know uh, LVO has the event going for next year and a couple of the guys from the local community are going to it. Uh, I myself will probably stop in and say, hey, and check it out and take pictures and talk to the... Uh, you know, community leaders and stuff there as well. Um, and then we also have a uh, nice thing is uh, we have another group in Calgary, just south of us um, in the same province here. They, uh, they have a, a bolt action community that's happening down there. So um, three hour drive away, which you never know it, things can happen where we kind of collaborate and, uh, you know, actually come up with stuff and, and maybe have some rivalries, you know, <laughs> Ooh. like, like superhero groups. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Some superhero World War Two groups. <laughs> and, uh, the flying aces or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, and overall, that's kind of what this uh, this episode really was about, is just uh, campaigning for campaigns, you know. Um, just getting ideas out there, commitments, uh, and of course, you know, my uh, idea of the Project Normandy and my kind of challenge to do that. Uh, but yeah, spinning out some ideas, and, you know, I'd like to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, if you guys have links or ideas of stuff that you have done in the past or that you've partaked in or joined in, you know, uh, it'd be great to see a lot of that stuff. So please, you know, um, chime in and make some posts, drop some links, so that kind of thing. If you got pictures, please, please, you know, if you're on Instagram, you know, uh, hashtag Trident Wargaming. Uh, or even just on Facebook, just post those pictures. Or if you want to messenger us with pictures and drop Andy a line, you know, um, I love to check that stuff out. I love looking at that. It gives me such inspiration and ideas for stuff that I want to do. Right. So, um, that's one of the things too, with, uh, with this kind of idea for campaigns and whatnot is making that, um, collection of terrain, you know having that terrain not only does it uh, does it apply to your campaign and whatnot but after everything's said and done now you have an inventory terrain that you can use for more games you know you mix it up and uh you'll have a, a wonderful collection that people will just love to play on so yeah i guess that's kind of where i'm at for that anything else for yourself jason no, I think uh, I think that's it, really. And like I said, like really, the most important thing is just 
friggin' do it, you know? <laughs> friggin' do it. That's going to be the title. Fr- fr- friggin' do it. Get her done. <laughs> you got to give her, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Let her rip. Yeah. <laughs> Well, right on, right on. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we'll have a few more episodes going on um, the next probably few weeks to a month. Try to get some more tactical talk and stuff like that for um, Bolt Action. Um, me and Jason are going to try to get together for uh, some more of our Stalingrad battles. Um, we got uh, We got a couple games coming up for that too. Uh, plus more Blood Red Skies, I would say. Yeah. Get some more of those battles in, talk a little bit more about the game there as well. And uh, and then, yeah, we'll just continue on from there. I know I've mentioned, you know, we mentioned some victory at sea and whatnot as well. Um, It's been a while since we played, but uh, it'd be nice to, to get the rust off of that and we can start chatting about that stuff too, right? So... But, um, but again, thanks everybody for joining in. Thanks, Jason, for, for coming on again. No problem. uh, Hope you guys enjoyed and we'll catch you guys next time. Cheerio. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.